Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. Those of us who will not be voting for Kevin McCarthy today take no joy in this discomfort that this moment has brought. But if you want to drain the swamp, you cannot put the biggest alligator in charge of the exercise. I'm a Florida man and I know of what I speak. We offered Kevin McCarthy terms last evening that he rejected. We sought a vote in the first quarter of the 118th Congress on term limits. He refused. We wanted a budget from the Republican Study Committee that balances on the floor in the first quarter. He refused. We wanted the border plan that the Texas delegation put together on the floor. He refused. And it is true that we struggle with trust with Mr. McCarthy because time and again, his viewpoints, his positions, they shift like sands underneath you. Even Kevin McCarthy's own mentor recently said that the lies always change. And Mr. McCarthy is not only responsive to pressure from the right. Time and again, he has failed to achieve the goals that we seek on spending and on the fight. For months, we have been asking Mr. McCarthy for his battle plan. How do we ensure that we stand up for folks in the military who feel like they're being purged? How do we ensure that if there is the passage of a farm bill, it includes things like work requirements? And all we got was a handful of howdy and a mouthful of much obliged. So we do not want to be here at this moment. We would prefer to have a unity of purpose, but we will not continue to allow the uniparty to run this town without a fight. There's very little difference between Nancy Pelosi and her California delegation mate that seeks the gavel. And we want to change because this town is broken. And this is a person who has acknowledged in Mr. McCarthy that the town is broken, and he has been a part of that process for many years as a member of the leadership. We'll take some questions. Are you saying because we took things to this brink in the 11th hour right before the speaker's vote, he is unqualified to be speaker? In other words, a speaker, a leader, would have worked this out a long time ago. Is well, yeah, I reject the premise of the question. We did not take this to the brink. For many months, think, we have been presenting these ideas to Mr. McCarthy, and we have gotten strung along, and only 
only on New Year's Eve did we see changes to the rules. And what's interesting about the meeting we just had is our colleagues broadly celebrated rules changes that many of us had been fighting for to ensure that we had an opportunity to read the bills before voting on them so that we did not get log rolled with multiple pieces of legislation put together that don't have the same subject so that we had germanity rules so things like the National Defense Authorization Act wouldn't be amended onto a water infrastructure bill. And we did not get timely responses from Mr. McCarthy. We did not get substantive responses from Mr. McCarthy because I think he thought that just by going on your network and others that he would browbeat us into submission to the swamp. And we're not going to do that. The chaos of the speaker's race is a beautiful thing to watch. I've been screaming about Kevin McCarthy for a long time because Kevin McCarthy hasn't been screaming. Let me explain to you what's going on here. Three rounds of voting, three losses for Kevin McCarthy for Speaker of the House, in which his margin of defeat goes up, not down, with each vote. We haven't seen that in 100 years. So what did he do that caused this level of disturbance? Not a lot of people know what they're looking at. Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy are the last dying gasp of the Bush regime. The only moral and ethic of the Bush regime, the only goal of it, ultimately, was to erase the borders of the United States of America and dissolve it into something of a geographical location on a map. Part of a super government, a European Union bloc that's ruled from somewhere else by someone else. The Bushes fooled a lot of people for a really long time. And the Bush dynasty ruled the Republican Party with an absolute iron grip. Its politics wasn't Republican at all, and certainly not conservative. It was classic CIA. A lot of people don't know that, but Daddy Bush, George H.W. Bush, was the CIA director. His worldview, his philosophy, which is we've come to understand it and be horrified by it in recent years, is not Republican or Democrat. It's globalist. It's identical to the ruling philosophy of the CIA. The idea that borders must be raced, there should only be one or two big governments in the world, and the security state should reign supreme. The intelligence agencies should reign supreme. Through George H.W. Bush, who seized control of the party when he won the presidency, and he did something that would devastate the party for decades. He wiped out the Reagan conservatives, pushed them out of think tanks, out of lobbyist offices, out of the fundraising apparatus of the RNC, completely bathed the place and cleaned up. A Reagan conservative whose name you would know if I told you, I went to lunch with him once, told me that his career in Washington ended during the great purge of conservatives out of every institution controlled by Republicans, Republican fundraisers, and Republican operatives once Bush took over. He's CIA, he told me at the time. And I said, yeah, CIA director, I know former. No, he's still CIA. The CIA controlled the Republican Party for a generation through H.W. Bush. It's not a conspiracy. Nobody was pulling shadowy strings. It's the philosophy of H.W. Bush. That's how he ended up at the top of the CIA. It's how they think. The Bushes spent a generation creating a paper tiger, eliminating the only obstacles to an intelligence-run security state that's borderless and ultimately melded 
with some sort of international government with an international ruling class. The only people in America that stood in the way of that were conservatives. And with control of the Republican Party, which has lasted really until the speakership race, they were able to do that, to usher in globalism, to make sure that the opposition to the Democrats was tightly controlled. In a Politico article almost a decade ago now, they explained how this actually worked in the Republican Party. Karl Rove was kind of like a death's head for conservatives. He would go around with Chamber of Commerce money and a lot of Democrat money that the Bushes would raise and rake in because they had an absolute iron fist control of the party. And they would eliminate conservatives in the primaries. You could either agree to the open borders pro-amnesty philosophy. They'd spend $400,000 getting you elected. If you weren't that guy, if you were actual Republican opposition, they'd spend about $400,000 defeating you. Then they'd pump your campaign full of plenty of money. A lot of it raised from donors shared with the Democrats. And you'd run as a conservative. You'd sit there with your daddy's shotgun, your granddaddy's Bible, and talk about abortion or some other such trash and convince everyone you were a conservative. Then in the general public, shock would ensue when you went to Washington and promptly planted a knife in the back of your conservative constituency. But there was no alternative, and everybody was terrified of that cash in the primaries. So they towed the line, behaved. This is why perfectly good conservatives, people loved at the local level, go to Washington and almost immediately begin to behave bizarrely. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's because of the fear, the Bush control. And Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell are the last dying vestiges of that regime. The names Bush and Cheney are political poison now. Liz Cheney can't even win a primary in a red state. George H.P. Bush, the great Hispanic hope of the fourth generation of Bushes, can't even win a primary in Texas, where they hail from, despite outspending Ken Paxton four to one. See, that's the only thing the Bushes can still do. Raise money to be the controlled opposition. There's a ton of money for that. And they're still spending it, but not as obviously as they once were. Their donors pump it now into Mitch McConnell's pack and Kevin McCarthy's. And that's what these two scoundrels did over the last year. Took over $20 million. And we've talked about this somewhat on the Battleground podcast that could have been spent, should have been spent in a cycle where we were desperate for money in the general election and instead used it to wipe conservatives out in the primaries. Sometimes to attack conservatives in the generals when they were running against Democrats. Ralph Norman, who's a congressman from my area in South Carolina, had a staggering $700,000 of it spent against him by the pro-amnesty Republican Country Club Bush wing of the party trying to take him out. I helped him with, you know, my talk radio show to barely squeak it out. And Norman was waiting like a sleeper cell for a sign of weakness. He's one of the ones who voted against Kevin McCarthy. The only levers of power that 
the Bush regime, the pro-intelligent state regime, still controls the speakership of the House, potentially. We'll see if Kevin McCarthy wins. I don't know what will happen because I'm recording this Wednesday morning. Um, And Mitch McConnell's majority, well, now minority leader position in the Senate. They control these positions not because the regular Republican members of Congress agree with them. Some of them do. Some of them probably don't. But because of their fear of being taken out at the knees in the primaries. It's so bad that the Federalist, which has generally been pro-Bush, pro-Deep State, as much as a conservative publication or Republican publication is, they recently ran an article headline, the GOP can't be successful until Mitch McConnell is gone. You could say the same of Kevin McCarthy. Until Kev, as I call him, made one critical error. He went right into those midterms believing he'd have a pretty large majority, somewhere between 15 and 30 seats, plenty of votes for Kev for speaker. He felt so comfortable with that that he went right on in the primaries doing what he always does, using millions of dollars to take out conservatives, remaining stoically silent as the FBI censors and terrorizes conservatives, even walking up to the head of the Freedom Caucus in Congress and just taking his phone on some trumped up warrant that he might have been in touch with Trump on January 6th or some other crap. Kevin allowed all of this, the reign of terror by the FBI that goes back to making up Russiagate. He was absolutely complicit in. That's how McCarthy operates. He says nothing. And that means that the FBI and the security state knows that whatever they just did to persecute us is okay. Kevin McCarthy has only begun speaking out at all about the horrific political persecution that our side has suffered, the cancellation that we've suffered by social media and at the hands of the FBI since that vote came in for the midterms and he realized he wasn't going to have as many votes as he thought he would. So the very people that he overtly or covertly tried to take out in the primaries are now in the driver's seat of the speaker's race and they're not afraid, at least not like they were anymore, of the Bush machine. If this were 1992, we'd have time to fight this out. But if Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy remain in leadership positions for even two more years, we'll be done. That's how long it will take them to roll out central bank digital currency and the digital IDs that have already passed the House and are on the verge of passing in the Senate. For the security state that we're now reading about in the Twitter files that censors us on social media to begin to censor us by cutting off our ability to spend money. All of that is about 36 months away. We cannot fight it with these two in charge. We simply can't. We don't have time. Right now, as I record this, Newt Gingrich, shame on him, is on television telling people that the McCarthy holdouts risk their own reelection. Here's what he means by that. The voters don't give a rip. They don't like Kevin McCarthy. No, what he's saying is they might get taken out in the primary. But what the rebellion means is They're not afraid anymore. A lot of them barely waddled over the primary line anyway after having millions of dollars spent against them by Kevin McCarthy, Mitch McConnell, and the evil lot that is the Bush regime. They're not afraid anymore. They've already beaten the monster. However this vote ends, it'll mean one thing. Right now, I guarantee you, in whatever dark, hellish hole George W. Bush is sitting in, he's screaming and throwing shoes at the television. 
This is their last grip on power, the iron grip that they seized and have held since the Reagan administration. Understand what we're up against. These people, Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCarthy, share and are plugged into the same fundraising base that the Bushes have always used. Now, notice what George W. Bush has done in the last six weeks. Held a conference, tandem conference, uh, the day after Obama's advocating point blank for the cons- for the censorship of conservatives, for the censorship on social media of his own voters, of his own party. That is how stark raving evil and power mad these people are. And that is why you will never, ever see Kevin McCarthy outside of a tight speaker's race right now. Will they let him off the leash a little bit? Ever condemn or do anything about censorship. It's actually worse than that. Because remember when Kevin McCarthy was caught in that phone call he didn't know was being recorded with Liz Cheney and Steve Scalise? And they were talking about plotting and planning how to get the social media accounts of other Republican Congress members who questioned the results of the 2020 election censored, shut down, and taken away. He is part and parcel, one and the same, of the Bush cabal. McCarthy is so power mad and entitled, that jerk actually already moved into the Speaker's office. Pray he doesn't win. We need these people to go down. We have got to cut their death grip on this party. There aren't a lot of them. If Kevin McCarthy were to go down, the fear will dissipate. And a lot of these closet conservatives or just closet normals in the Republican Party who know this isn't normal, who can read polls, who can see, look, the number one issue is inflation. We've got to stop money, uh, printing money. The number two issue uh, in the midterms with the electorate was immigration. People want the borders closed. Large majorities want the borders closed. We can begin to do and deliver what the people want, and we will be electorally unstoppable if we do that. So look, even if Kevin McCarthy manages to pull it out, I'm going to be very disappointed, but even if he manages to pull it out, this lesson has to be telegraphed. I keep getting people saying to me, whoa, 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 who's the other candidate? Who cares? Washington needs to see the Bush machine on its knees. We need to break the back of the fear that demands and dictates feckless, no opposition to the Democrats and open borders. It needs to be slapped down. We'll figure it out if McCarthy doesn't win. But listen, if he does manage to eke this out, he'll crawl across the finish line wounded and he'll struggle from there. It's better than nothing because the Bush regime must die or America will. with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.